My name is Lolo DePuzzlo, and this is Media Delta. All right. Um, so for this week's Media Delta, we are dealing with a rather notable film, uh, say, to say the least. Um, this movie, uh, to say it is influential, is a little bit of an understatement. Uh, this is one of those episodes of Media Delta where we're talking about something that technically we haven't done a game on but uh we have done already we have done a entry in this franchise and i feel like just talking about this one in general uh is kind of like it is very influential in um yeah um, sure, you know games a sequel that's more influential it is but this one also has some elements of it but uh yeah um so yeah, we are talking about the 1979 Ridley Scott film Alien, um, which is a science fiction horror film, uh, very much more horror than we've taken a look at Aliens, which was done by James Cameron. That one's more of a horror action film. Uh, this one is way more into the horror aspect of, you know, for genre. The horror and, of shooting your milk everywhere. Yes. There's a... that. That dude shot a lot of milk everywhere. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're talking about that today. So um, I was not the only one who watched this. So please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Axe. I'm here for the story of a woman, her cat and the men who wouldn't listen to her. Hi, I'm Typist, and I'm here for 45 fucking minutes of setup. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Um this movie is because I feel like this is a genre. Or this is a movie that I feel gets slighted because of its popularity, actually, or rather the popularity of the things that came after it. Because if you're familiar with like aliens through like any other like franchise, either like Alien vs. Predator or just the later alien films, a lot of the stuff in this film that was meant to be like suspenseful and like kind of shocking is just second nature. So it kind of, you know, this is obviously the film that sets up the well, Xenomorph, that at least sets up. It's kind of weird because this is like the first one and a lot of stuff got retconned in later things for like, what is the Xenomorph and what are like its attributes? So, yeah, that um, that uh, yeah, could, things got changed. So like this early entry can be a little bit. Weird, although turns out sometimes you might not need to uh, like sometimes not telling everything kind of is a little bit better. But uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I think before we kind of go further on, um, probably just go through, um, you know, our general impressions. Because um, I think all of us have, have seen the movie beforehand or at least parts of it. I snooze through the movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this isn't... Most of us are, like, familiar with the thing. Uh, so, actually, well then, let's start with you, Torbo. What did you think of Alien? Oh, God, you're starting with me. It feels wrong. I think it's a solid suspense horror movie. It's The problem is, uh, as, as you mentioned, like, media saturation at this point kills a lot of the surprise within the movie. Because you know how everything is going to work. 
which was kind of an important thing about the movie is that you didn't. So it definitely kills a bit of the uh, the tension because you know exactly how everything works, be it the xenomorph or the face hugger or all that. You even if you've never seen the movie, you know how they work, and it just loses some of that edge because of it. It's still great though seeing it burst out of John Hurt. Yep. Felt great. <laughs> uh, there is a re. I, I actually, well, probably while we're talking, I'm gonna look it up because I know that there was a, um, there was a survey. I forgot how what the mechanism was, but there was a very notable survey that was like, what are the top ten or one hundred scariest scenes of all time in the movie in like in movies, uh, and I think that scene of the alien popping out of. Uh, John Hurt is, like, usually in the top ten. Man, it's fucking weird seeing a younger John Hurt. Yes. But he's definitely still Sean Hurt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, actually, the, that entire scene is very well acted. That's the thing. A lot of this is actually very well acted and well done. I will say that about this. It's, it's well acted, well directed. And at least that does help a lot, despite, once again, knowing how everything works. It, it because like even without that edge, it's still very good, very solid suspense, and and very very entertaining. My big complaint, in case it wasn't obvious though, is how long the movie takes to set up, and it, it takes a long time. It does. Like the first, if you could argue with the first like part of like the plot, so to speak, um, like the first big major moment is probably. Uh, Kane getting face hugged, and that doesn't happen until the forty-five minute mark of an almost two-hour-long movie. Um, the rest of it, uh, the intro bit, um, it is very much a movie that uh, is really good about its set dressing. Uh, this film has a really good aesthetic to it and a really good setting. And that first forty, like that little intro bit, is really good about setting up the kind of tone of this film. Um, but if it is something that you're already used to, uh, that can be a incredibly slow burn. Once again, though, that isn't to say it's, it's a bad movie. It's, it's very, very good. I, I highly recommend it regardless. So it's absolutely fantastic. Once again, the big, the big stark difference between this and aliens is that this is very much meant to be suspense horror. And the focus is on a single alien that you don't fully understand. Whereas aliens is about fucking it's an action horror movie that is about the alien menace yes um it's kind of funny because we haven't talked about either of the movies even though uh there's definitely actually games for both of them uh but this there's weird parallels to this franchise in the terminator franchise uh how the both of the first like the first ones of both those franchises started out as like very much horror films and the second one are action-y horror films though granted the fact that james cameron was involved in both sequels probably had something to do with that probably um but yeah uh also it's great because uh anything after that second movie is probably not that great but that's for both of them yeah that's a that is a bridge we will we will cross at a different junction i'd argue alien gets it worse though I'd argue Alien gets that treatment far worse. 
right away. Either way, though, yeah, no, it's it's a really enjoyable movie. Uh, the practical effects are really fucking solid. I, I can't say enough, like, good things about them. From the facehugger to the alien to the dismembered uh, android was actually really well done. Yeah, the, there is one kind of goofy thing about uh, the practical effects for Ash, uh, which is after they decapitate him and they plug him in to talk to him, uh, they have they have to place the head in a very specific way. And you can very tell, like, when the rubber part, like when they are like futzing around with the rubber head versus Ian Holm. Uh, there is a very stark difference. But then again, this is also a movie that came out in 1979 with a relatively small budget, too. Um, in 1979 dollars, uh, this had a budget of 11 million, uh, which I think I looked it up and I think it's like that's like now for like 40 million, I think. That's that's not small. That's that's not insignificant. Well, it, well, in terms of like when you think of like a because what I will fucking disagree on this one. Well, maybe that's that just said, my. It made ten times its budget, which is insane. Yes, a vast that majority is... of horror movies are made on the low end of the million, and sci-fi films, depending on how many effects you're putting in, you're that's where you're going to get a little higher, but. If it's horror based, it's definitely going to be on the lower end. And this film in particular um, tries to play a little closer to closer to the chest with its effects. It doesn't go way out of its way. I mean, the most you got is like a lot of lights flickering everywhere. But like, um, yeah, in terms of like special effects, pretty much everything is practical. So, yeah, I mean, it's not surprising that it was done on that level of budget because that's like i said if you look into a lot of different types of horror movies they're usually done in the low millions yeah, yeah. I, I mean the, you also mentioned actually one of my biggest misgivings of the movie is more of a personal issue which is the the last 20 minutes of the movie are just non-stop strobing lights and that gave me a severe headache by the end of the movie i had to actually look away from the movie because it was making my head fucking hurt so, yeah, I mean, it's, obviously it's it's dated, but still, that is a big issue for me is the stroke. Like, it's not just it's uh, a little here, little. No, it is constant for the last 20 minutes of the movie. Never ending. Yeah, it is taking place on a ship that's about to blow up. So it's like warning sirens are everywhere and that's just just turning into strobe lights out the wazoo. Yeah, it's, huh. yeah, it's bright to dark, bright. Like, it's like dark to bright, dark to bright over and over. And it's just. It's hard to look at for me, but yeah. So I, I I like the movie a lot. It's it's got issues though, and I don't know. I still highly recommend it. All right, uh, Axe, what are your thoughts? So I actually re-listened to our phenomena episode. You know, sometimes I re-listen to the to the podcast just to kind of you know get back those thoughts that I had and like uh, see if I see anything that I might feel differently about. Because, you know, I didn't fully listen to the conversation or maybe it just it didn't hit me. So one thing we mentioned during that is that we didn't feel that that film was particularly um, it's not one of the flagship titles where you're like, you want horror? Let's try this film. You want to try this film. And when you went into your little um, 
segue into saying the next film you did bring up that Alien is more like that. And I agree. I feel like this is like when you want to introduce someone to horror, especially sci-fi horror, Alien is a fantastic entry into both genres. Um, I it, it does drag for the start, but I'm also kind of used to, to films like uh, I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, where like the whole movie is a setup, and then the only payoff is at the very end. So like I'm I I'm used to films like that, and it didn't really bother me that it took long to set up because that's kind of an important thing about Alien. It's about that it, it it's kind of similar to the thing. The thing was a lot about, a lot about isolation and a lot about you know mistrust. An Alien itself is not about mistrust, but it's definitely about the isolation, having people not listen to you, and then being stuck on like you know in space. And I mentioned when we were watching how terrifying. It, it is to con- imagine not being near the earth, not having your feet right here, you know, on the floor and I, you're, you're orbiting the earth or you're far away. You know, and um, so there's that, that, that sort of isolation of you're not near your home world. You're not near all those people. You just have this handful of people around you. Um, and the buildup is important for that because it establishes all the characters, their, their um, connections to each other, the rapport, and all of that gets slowly broken down throughout the course of the film, starting with the facehugger incident and moving on to the fully grown alien, picking them off one by one, and essentially just breaking all of their communication down completely. Um, and and that's, that's why that buildup is there, is to... And I can understand why it's not enjoyable for some people. Uh, I wouldn't... I wouldn't ever dare say like oh you're wrong no totally totally understandable but for me i feel it's important to the film because it sets up everything that's about to come and it establishes them as people not you know like your 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 stereotypical horror film characters you know like the black guy doesn't die first and i know we talked about that in our previous episode with with Phenomen, we talked about the the little problems with the horror genre, but this movie doesn't fall into the same tropes that a lot of horror movies do. You know, you've got a, a strong female lead. Uh, the movie's not about sex. There's you know anti-sex messaging in the film. It's uh, and like even when the characters are all in their underwear, nothing's like sexual about it. This film, this film does have some sexual connotations, and that is the alien itself. And how it, you know, uh, how it progenates. And there's that kind of, um, I don't know if you'd say it's a metaphor for rape and things like that. But there's that, that theme to it, that violation. And that's what the alien in kind of represents. It's that violation of, of person, of, you know, individuality. Um, just basically the break, complete breakdown of an entire group. Like it's it's an it's an intense movie uh, with a lot of different layers to it, and I think it's one of the smarter uh, horror films out there. Definitely one of the better sci-fi horror films. Um, I personally like Event Horizon a little bit more, but uh, that's I for different reasons. We we can talk about that if we ever get to it. Easier to take seriously than Event Horizon, but yeah, but I mean. It, it's it's all about being able to balance the, the the levity with the seriousness. And, you know, Alien does have a little bit of levity to it. Um, and some some intentional, some unintentional. Uh, we mentioned the uh, 
the scene with Ash when they basically decapitate him, and it's very obvious that they're trying to push the head down so it's in the right spot for the cut to the next scene where Ash is sticking his or Ian Holmes is sticking his head up through the table. And you can tell that it is. And there's that little bit of goofiness to like a head that's 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 some or the very end where the alien itself uh is seen in full desperately trying to hold on to the ship and just like it just looks so goofy. Um and I think Alien does a good job of hitting both of those lines and just kind of staying in a path that that makes it um that makes both of them work because a good horror movie can be both goofy and serious but it's very easy to fuck that up it is extremely easy to fuck that up and there's plenty of movies that that uh that show that but um I guess the long short of it is is that, you know, I really, really do love this film, and I consider it one of the greatest uh, horror films out there. Uh, I I prefer The Thing more to it than in terms of sci-fi horror, but... You ain't uh, getting that out of me. Yeah, I know. I I, I will mention it, but I know you're going to say no every time. What? I I agree with Axe, honestly. I, (laughs) I bet you do, yeah. Yeah, and even if, you know, we never watch it um you know it's still alien is still an important film both historically and uh from a genre standpoint because again you know if you want to introduce somebody to horror movies this is actually a pretty good film to start with because it's not quite gory it's got some gore but like the most gory it really truly got was the chest burster scene um, um, actually, I'd argue it's the android, but even that is... But the, yeah. android's, the android's not human violence. No, no, that's what I mean, yeah, is yeah. any sort of gore is used very sparingly. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of, um, one I wanted to mention the last time, uh, in terms of, like, you know, holding back on the gore, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One of the most effective horror movies because, even though there was plenty of violence and blood on screen, it held away from full-on gore and it was so much more effective and that's what alien does too it doesn't jump it doesn't do like you know dead space 2 at the start where the guy transforms right in front of you and it's just like look at our horror like none of that happens in alien it's very like it's silence in the lambs in space it doesn't have the criminal the crime element but it's got that tension that that slow build to the to the actual action and the you know, the real horror of it. And, you know, again, it's got a lot of different meanings to it and there's different ways you can and analyze the film. And, I mean, I kind of wish they had stopped at Aliens because everything after that is just a travesty and it ruins the franchise. But also what Torpid said, I, I actually hadn't thought about, and I do kind of agree. Uh, it is difficult to come to a film like this uh, one that is so well known, that is so deeply uh, in uh, in our uh, the cultural the, consciousness. Thank you, cultural consciousness. I mean, fucking Spaceballs had a scene where John Hurt has a chest burster burst out of his chest, and he just looks at it and goes, "Oh no, not again, not again." Yes, it's, yeah. That that scene in Spaceballs is another one of those. If you watch that before, this kind of ruins it. Yeah, because the quality of the puppet in Spaceballs is identical to the one Alien, which yeah. makes it kind it's of goofy. Weird. 
But again, yeah. there's your there's your unintended levity. It's you could tell it's a puppet. It's weird looking. But if you think back at the time when it came out, like like The Exorcist, people say that's one of the scariest movies ever made. I was bored all the way through because yep, it is. Old, I wasn't there at the time. The age on it. Yeah, I wasn't there at the time, so it didn't grab me. But Alien is a very effective movie, I think, even now. Even with knowing it. Even when you know the, the plot beats. Even when you know what's going to happen. It's still kind of there, you know? Yeah, um, well, as, as I said, like even without that edge, it's every other piece of it is so good and comes together so well that it doesn't really need it. Yeah. Uh, one of the big things is the... the um, we talked about the acting, and the one of the better parts of this film is that the characters aren't uh, horror dumb. You know, like, a normal person just suddenly just starts doing the most dumbest shit just to move the plot along. I mean, Everybody seems to react to each situation as they would in their role. Yeah, I mean, Sigourney Weaver's character, like, even at one point just yells at another character for being stupid, trying mm -hmm. to go kill the alien. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which also, once again, a little bit of trivia. Uh, fuck, I forget the character's name. Uh, uh, is it, oh, um, uh, Parker? I don't know, the, the, I forget the black guy's name. Shit. Uh, it is Parker. It is Parker, yeah. It was apparently told to just annoy the shit out of Sigourney Weaver the entire time they were on set together. Mm -hmm. uh, and then so her, her reaction was genuine when she snapped at him at one point. Right. And then there's, then we come back to the chestburster scene. And the, one of the most commonly known facts about this film was that the cast was not told what was supposed to happen during that scene. So every reaction from the blood spurt to the actual, uh, you know, emergence of the, the chestburster was genuine. They were really actually scared by it. And that's such, that's good directing. We talked about um, bad directing, like Stanley Kubrick and the horrible shit he did to Shelley Duvall on The Shining. You know, like, you can get good uh, performances out of your actors without being a shithead to them. And yeah. this is one of those films that proves that. Um, yeah, and forced method acting is a really good way of getting uh a reaction out of your actors. However, there is a limit. Uh, mm. Another good example of that is um, uh, we talked about I, I if I didn't bring it up in Die Hard, I should have. Uh, but at the very end of Die Hard, when, uh, uh, you know, Holly lets go of the watch and uh, Hans Gruber falls to his death, uh, when uh, Alan Rickman was or they were holding on to Alan Rickman, they were going to say, oh, we're going to drop you on three. Uh, they dropped him on two or no, they didn't even I think they dropped it on like one. So his look of surprise was real. <laughs> he was pissed about it, too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's I don't know. I feel like it's 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 like um, let's let's let's, let's move to another just another sci fi series. Star Wars, one of the most like influential reveals in movie history in Empire Strikes Back is ruined entirely if you watch episodes one through three. Um, and I think that's kind of similar to what we're talking about here is that, you know, we've seen episodes one through three, so we know, we know who Darth Vader is. We know what's about to happen. You know that there's a chestburster scene. You know what's about to happen. But 
the original three Star Wars films, episodes four through six, still stand up as fantastic movies. Return of the Jedi, yeah. Yeah. but but New Hope and Empire Strikes Back still stand out as fantastic sci-fi movies. Alien One and Aliens still stand out as fantastic sci-fi horror and sci-fi horror action films. So even at their age, even with that knowledge of them, they still manage to be good films. I also do want to mention another fun piece of trivia is originally they were going, the reason they didn't cast the main character as a man, but instead went for a woman, uh, was because they didn't think a man would go back for the cat. (laughs) you did not know i wasn't alive at the time but still apparently i mean same but they, they clearly underestimate people in general but yeah, yeah, yeah no that said sigourney weaver was fucking incredible in that movie absolutely she, i honestly i couldn't think of anybody that could have picked picked the uh the ellen ripley role better than than sigourney weaver yeah there's That's no actually, there's actually a really good point about uh granted this is also me not being around the 70s, so I don't exactly have a good um, compass for this, but um, the actors in this movie are generally lesser known, with some very key exceptions. Um, John Hurt and probably Ian Holmes, or, or Ian Holm are probably the only real notable actors, and even then, I think... Like, I don't think John Hurt's like his most of his bigger roles happen afterwards. And I think Ian Holm, I'm not super familiar with his filmography, but I believe he was relatively well known. But uh, like Sigourney Weaver, I don't think was really in anything as Tom Skerritt, uh, who is Dallas. I don't recall him being any like the other the stuff that he was in uh, is mostly after that, with the exception of uh, he was in the movie version of MASH. Um but yeah, like everyone else is generally lesser known. I um, went to look up Sigourney Weaver to see what she did. And uh, under people also ask, I have the following questions. Is Sigourney Weaver real? Why does she <laughs> go by Sigourney? Uh, <laughs> people are fucking stupid. I don't understand how stupid the people S- are. The SCP Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Those torpid typists actually exist. The answer torpid. might surprise you. Torpid typist is not actually torpid typist, but one of five different accounts. <laughs> but uh, um, no, um, she uh, she did some early stuff. She was in Annie Hall. Um, oh, that's right. She wasn't Annie Hall. But yeah, I don't think it was anything like major. Looks like she did a lot of theater. Yeah, theater was her big thing. Uh. And also, uh, Harry Dean Stanton, I know, is doing has been doing stuff since I think the technically the fifties, but um, I don't know if any of this is really major. She was also in the Cabin in the Woods, and even though that's a Josh Whedon film, it's still pretty good. Ghostbusters. Well, I, well yeah, but all that stuff is more after because I was thinking yeah. like at the time of this movie, most right. of those people are not exactly no, like, they they're definitely like no high now. profile. Yeah, but like. And that's that's another reason why I like it too. Is I like films that don't always play to the the uh, popular. You know, I want new I want new blood. I want new faces. I want to see you know the new generation of actors. I hate when like they just lean in on people you already know and have seen. I know what they can do. I want something different. 
And Alien does provide that. It provides fresh new faces that, to kind of get used to and enjoy. And even though they were active prior, this is the thing where they kind of sh- that there's a spotlight on all of them. It's not like uh, Tim Curry, who is in just like thing after thing after thing, and you you knew Tim Curry, and and even then I actually could never get tired of Tim Curry. The man is a fucking legend. Yep. Yeah, he's fantastic. But but my point still stands. Like this movie tried to bring in people who were kind of known, but not like super famous, and put them through their paces, and that is the kind of movie I want to see. I don't need to see Scarlett Johansson. I've seen enough of her. I'm good. Can't believe you're not a huge fan of ScarJo. I don't think there's enough Asian roles out there for her to do. God, take, uh, technically, technically, we could do that movie, but we can also do a lot of other things. God, what a Squid Game, but all Scarlett Johansson. God. No, no, you see, Axe, it's fine, because she was a cyborg. It was a full cybernetic body. So she was just an Asian woman's brain inside. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can feel it in the air, but I am doing a slow jerking motion. <laughs> but yeah, getting back to to Alien. I mean, this is this is I I cannot have. I don't have enough positive words, and I know what that calls about. Um, <laughs> they're they're also calling to tell you about how great the movie is. They are. They're also calling to tell me my cat doesn't have cancer. So, um. Uh, that's not a joke, that's actually a thing. But, um, no. Alien is a fantastic entry into the horror genre. And I like it a lot. I think, I, I think I'm out of things to say. It's a good film. Yeah. Um, I said you can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, I can't say enough. I can't, I can't say enough good things. This, this, this is just a really goddamn good film. And, and I can't say enough good things about it. <laughs> What did I say? I think I, no, I, I was <laughs> No, what? Tell me. My, my brain's, my brain's <laughs> You said I can't think of any other good things to say about it after saying that. Did I? Yeah. Uh, I, I think we think... need to move on. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of, of enough good things. <laughs> the joke is that. dead. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I. on the floor, just lying there bleeding out. <laughs> I. There is a reason why I picked this movie as my personal pick for Halloween, because I really, really like this movie. Uh, it is a horror film that I really like, which is saying something. Um, and yeah, I just think it's a really good film. The setting's really good. The actors are really good. Um, the pacing, I actually don't mind. Uh, although I will fully admit I am a fan of the slow burn. Uh, well, for the most part, um, I actually... Uh, you were mentioning that this feels a lot like a sci-fi version of um, God, that conversation. Um, what's the movie that you were saying that this I feels like? I compared it to a bunch of things, so you're going to have to be a little... <laughs> it's uh, like Science of the Lambs? Yes, uh, Science of the Lambs. There's actually another movie that I would actually very much compare this to, uh, and that's 2001 A Space Odyssey, um, because that is also, okay. especially the um, part with Hal, because uh, it's almost the same kind of thing. Um, although that's more if you replace Hell 9000 with Ash. Uh, it's a very similar kind of thing where a lot of it is talking about the there's like a lot of focus on the atmosphere, which I would I used to say that 2001 was a probably one of my favorite films. Then I watched it again. And <laughs> mm, that's a long movie with 
not a whole lot happening. Uh, that being said, this movie, however, uh, is almost kind of the same thing uh, where it's a lot of slow pans over like it's a lot of set dressing, but it does it. The set dressing in this movie is so much more interesting than 2001 because uh, this is going for more. The thing with 2001 was a lot of it was more, I would say, realistic uh, looking uh, where especially a lot of, you know, that's more shiny end of science fiction, whereas this very much is um, stainless steel rat territory, where it's the more grungy start of our kind of sci fi, uh, which is a genre that I really like. Um, where very much a lived in sci fi and not a like very pristine. I mean, it was a corporate yeah. ship for a fucking what is it, mining expedition or whatever. Like, yeah, it, it is utilitarian as fuck. <laughs> yes, and, and I and I, I actually I, I agree to a, a point, but there's, there's there's a divergence between the two films, and it's, it's kind of an interesting one because uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey is also kind of about isolation. But it's isolation between two people and dealing with a, a, a machine that kind of goes out. Whereas Alien is more about isolation amongst a group of people. Yeah, um, because like there there were technically other um, people on board uh, the um, was it Discovery. I can't remember what the name of the ship in 2001 was, but uh, yeah, very much um, there were other people, but or actually more. Technically, only one was active, Frank Poole. But, um, yeah, that was not... Their dynamic was not super interesting. Uh, where the dynamic between all the characters on the Nostromo is are much more dynamic. Mm. Um, like, you have... You have, like, interesting, like, dynamics between two. Like, we mentioned Parker and... Um, Parker and... Why the hell can I not think of her name? Lambert, uh, not Lambert. Um, Sigourney Weaver's character, Ripley. Ella Ripley. <laughs> Ripley, yeah. Um, the dynamic between them, uh, the dynamic between uh, the the mechanic and like how he's just kind of saying right to everything, um, mm -hmm. and yeah, just how the di the dynamic between those characters is so much more interesting than it is than say something in two thousand one. Um, yeah, you have a lot more going on. Like it's it's taking time to set things up, but you got people talking, you've got lights flashing, you've got new corridors and rooms, so you're learning about what that room does and how it's going to play into the rest of the plot, and, you know? Like everything kind of leads into that. Yeah. And this it's just a I there is a lot of set dressing in this movie. It is and I really like for it. Like it, it is a very interesting uh, universe. Up to two. Up, up to two. <laughs> it cannot be overstated how much three and beyond really suck. Yeah, and the fact that there's games that are based dedicated on those where, yeah. And threes is not too bad. The SNES and uh, I think Genesis. There is also Alien 3 The Gun, which is an arcade game. Oh, God. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. It's a really really good movie um so i guess with that uh does anyone really have any other points they'd want to come across or only the big question this? big Which question is... that we we know we've got to ask ourselves how does this stack up to aliens 
Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a moment. That's <laughs> all I've that, got. That'll be a discussion. So the when war we, begins. Yeah, I think let's, let's get into the hour. Ranking. Yeah, let's let's get into that. So we're gonna rank this using our normal one to twenty-one scale, with um, one being absolute mastercraft, uh, very hard to get better. Uh, to 21, which is very hard to watch, even ironically. Um, so, X, what number are you going to give this? This, okay. So, my floor is two. It cannot go any lower than two. It just, it, it can't. Uh, it's either as good, if not better, than Alien. And I, I'm not too sure. Um, I like them both, but they're both, they're both kind of different films. Even it's, though they're... Definitely an apples to oranges thing. It is. I mean, they're both from the same genre. They both have sim- some of the same characters, uh, same antagonists, but they're both done differently. Totally Alien distinct. is a thriller. Alien is a thriller. It's it's a it's a walk that corridor slowly kind of horror film. Aliens is very much a you know explosions and blood and here's some one liners and you know kind of horror. And honestly, if we're going to put aliens at two, I, I honestly can't I mean, in good I'll... conscience drop alien at one. I okay. think they're both equal films because they both present the genre in a different way, but really well. Alien is shorter. Aliens is a bit long in the tooth. That two, I think it was two and a half hours it's long. It's two and because... Uh, I'm going to bring that up when we are talking about that, because <laughs> about aliens, it is two hours and 17 minutes. Yeah, that I mean, we sat through Hunt for Red October, which was just two and a half hours, and that was nowhere near as good as aliens. But like, even still, like, that's a lot of time to ask of me. Lord of the Rings. Um, and alien is a little bit shorter. It's still close to two hours. So I don't feel like that really technically can. I don't think we can actually really argue on that because it's not short enough to make that big of a difference. So my, my, uh, my long-winded way of getting to it is I say two. All right. Uh, Torpo. Yeah, I'd say two. I, I can right. only really think of one horror movie I'd really genuinely put at one, but Lolo's a coward. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll do like a, a charity thing of I will listen to the thing. <laughs> 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 okay, wait, no, we'll just tell you when the bad part stops and you can turn away. The thing so radio drama. Five minutes. <laughs> oh my god, no, like, yeah. Alright, so both of you are at two. Yeah. I personally would say one. Okay. But, um, because here's my thing. Alien versus Aliens. I think they're both really good movies. Um, The thing about there being a, not enough of a difference um, between the long, running times between Alien and Aliens. There's one other thing I would say about that. Alien is a horror film. Um, the thing in horror is I do not mind it being slightly longer if you're using that hor- that time to build tension because that causes the, you know, the the scarier bits, like the fright bits to have more a little bit more impact. Mm. Aliens is an action film. It is an action. It is a horror action film, but it is an action film. Um, when it is an action film, it feels like the. If you make the actiony bits 
run a bit too long, then it kind of loses flair to me. And I think that the slower, like the the um, the thing with the scene built or like the building elements or the scenes in Aliens, I feel are weaker than the ones in Alien, um, because I feel like there was more interesting things happening in Alien versus Aliens, because a lot of Alien stuff is when they start to uh, go into like the Wayland Yutani stuff, like the stuff with Newt. Um, and honestly, the Colonial Marines, I feel, was like, I wasn't a huge fan of like the characters in that, because that is where you get a little bit more tropey. Uh, whereas Alien, the they're really none of the characters are that tropey. Like you could make a claim that Lambert, um, the Veronica Cartwright's character is a little tropey, but being the more quote unquote scared woman, because she does do stuff, but she is kind of the at her demise is a little bit more traditionally horror film. Uh, there is a little bit of trivia about Lambert, though, that I think is kind of interesting, although that's arguably a retcon. They don't know if they were intending that in the film. Uh, a little bit of trivia about Lambert is that uh, she is actually trans, uh, which makes this movie like I think one of the few like it's not the first, but it is a pretty early entry for having a trans character in it because uh, that information is um, given in Aliens in a kind of people didn't recognize it until the movie came out on DVD where you could really have enough detail to kind of show it off. Um, but there's a dossier file that blatantly says, I think it is like listed as female or male to female, uh, mm. something like that, um, which that is also, an interesting little bit. But that also yeah. makes it one of the very rare films that has a trans character that isn't treated like a joke or yes. horribly, horribly treated. Yes. I'm sitting here shrugging real fucking hard because it, it's not said or mentioned anywhere in the film. It is, but it, it's a it's an interesting thing. I because guess, I don't know. I'm not feeling that one. Yeah, that it is. An, it is a bit of a I would almost call it an ass pull, but it is kind of I don't know. It's an early kind of thing because you don't really like in that era. They didn't need to do that. But regardless um outside of that i find that the characters in general like i find these slower burn bits of alien to be more entertaining than the one in the aliens that being said aliens is still a real good movie mm -hmm. um but that is why i would say that i would put it over but okay. i, I mean, i'm not gonna fight i'm not gonna fight i'm not gonna fight 45 fucking minutes of setup in my body can i, I would handle say that? I, I think the what like the one in Aliens is also pretty significant, if I remember. Correctly. I'm not trying to defend Aliens, though. This is true. My my complaint is that I don't mind a bit of a slow burn, but that is 45 minutes of setup before anything happens related to the horror. This is true. I straight up missed during this showing 45 minutes of the film, and I feel like I missed nothing. I so and it's not just saying ah uh, yes, I I I know nothing of what's happening, so I can no. I have watched this film before, and when I fell asleep was after the John Hurt bit, so mm. it's not like I'm unfamiliar with the movie. Instead, I've just yeah. seen it pieced together across two different viewings. But my point is, it's it's the, I would argue the intro is sluggish. I can I can agree with that. 
Yeah. You could have shaved off some time. Like, I'm not saying it needs to be... I'm not saying setup and set dressing are unimportant or bad. I'm saying it doesn't need to be 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I can I can get behind that. Um, I, I am perfectly fine putting this at two because... Uh, that I mean, you were putting it one below the best. Uh, you were putting it in the same category as what we currently have Robocop in, what we currently have Commando in, what we currently have Aliens in, what we currently have Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust, the Slayers, uh, both things of Pat Labor we looked at. Robocop um, should be one. It, it did really. It, I, I have been, <laughs> In January, that will be fixed. <laughs> Robocop was robbed the because Robocop. Lolo forgot the question. <laughs> yes. The assassination of Robocop by the coward Lolo the puzzle. Which is great because I really like that movie too. And I I forgot why. Like, no, I, no, I remember why. Is because it's like I wanted to make sure. but You wanted to be extra sure. But also you realize we've given up on that because that was really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, thinking uh, about it, like there's only a couple of horror movies that we could actually possibly watch that I could even fathom going into one, and one of them would be Halloween. Halloween, I would also agree, yeah. I would also say Scream, personally, but... Scream? Scream, yeah, I can Scream. See that. Scream is alright. Uh, uh, Halloween... The thing, though, I would say Far and Away would be a number one, without a doubt. I know, I know that that's one that's really good, but also... What? But also, I can't handle that movie. What's that? Lola's thing. very bad with oh, the yeah. horror. No, yeah. the thing is easily the best horror movie ever made, and I will accept no debate on that. <laughs> that is my that's actually my favorite film of all time. But I, yeah, yeah I, you you can hold that and I will not I will not <laughs> question that because that is I'm out. Someday. But, Thing but radio yeah, no. drama as listened to by Lolo D. Puzzler. <laughs> From the parts I listened to, it sounded like an all right film. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, one or two I'm fine with, with I, in terms I, of Alien. I, I don't think it's going to get one. I think it's going to get two. Yeah, I'm saying if Alien is at two, then Alien should be at two as well. Yeah. I feel like Alien is a much more like effective film, though. It's Overall. more effective, but also I'd still argue it's a bit too slow to start. Um, yeah. This is, Man, this is my opinion. If y'all are really bent on a one, that's fine. I, oh, I, I, I personally have dropped the one. I am fine with two. Yeah, I'm fine with two. I'm just I'm just saying, like, I guess that's where we're going to just agree to disagree. Because I felt like the uh, I felt like the 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 45 minutes was used to to build up important parts of the cast and the staff and, and you know, get us acclimated to the ship so that when shit goes wrong, we can kind of see that, like, um, that just breakdown in, you know, dynamics. But that that's just me. But yeah. I can understand why you feel the way you do feel. There, they are films that I feel, um, obviously, like, the ones and two, like, they're, you're, you, it's a plus and minus thing. Like, you're gonna, like, learn the other, I mean, you could, like, in both, like the same level, but it's really what you're into is what's going to determine what it goes above either or the other. But yeah, um, let's see. I put all that other stuff down. Uh, marking for photosensitivity. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really great for... photophobia. Let me fucking tell you. That was that that part really. I don't have photophobia, but like that really did bother the shit out of me. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, marking Gore Plus. Uh, not really going to mark anything else because really there isn't anything. There is one scene which actually, uh, by the way, the reaction when it was pointed out uh, that you wouldn't even notice. Uh, there is a there is one scene in which there are naked ladies because you uh, when uh, when Ripley is being strangled with the news or the magazine in the mouth. No, not strangled. He's shoving it, it down her fucking throat. Her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Choking her. Um, there is a you can see in the back that there is a bunch of uh, skin mags taped to the wall. That is it. Yeah, no, I fucking honed in on it, and everyone else is like, "Ah, oh, yeah, actually, you're right. There are booba." It's hey, it's titty. like it's like in a uh, Die Hard when he's in the uh, air shafts. How you can see that there is a nudie mag uh, on the wall there. Also, like the two, like the half a second you see like the woman in the party. But um, yeah, it, it it's mostly just score. Anyway. Um, let's see. Is there anything we want to call out for music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, or yeah, action and art? I think everything after music, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the here's like music was okay. I, but it wasn't really there. I barely music. remember the music in this. I don't think Alien actually has a iconic track. Like no, most but it other doesn't need one, do. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it is very much as well. It is very much an ambient movie. Yeah. Uh, but I fully agree with charm. Uh, cinematography was also really good. Um, one thing that I was actually because like if you think about it from the uh, the practical effects in this movie is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the sets, the sets are fucking awesome. Like I thought yeah. we were on a ship. Yeah, it, it is a very good able to like it feels lived in. Yeah, it doesn't. None of them actually looks like us. Like, remember Tron and how yes. you could tell there was a set there. Like, this doesn't have that. Like, none of it looked like a set. It all looked like a genuine spaceship to me. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, storytelling. I would take it off because yeah. at least one of us does not agree with the. Well, even the then. Point. Because I like the I like the set dressing, but also I would say that the story in this is I don't want to call it rote, um, but it is pretty. The story itself is pretty basic. Okay, yeah. So the thing is, like, I was mostly interpreting that as like character dialogue and character interactions and all that, not just oh, the story. Well, oh well, then actually, I do think there is a charm that I think would fit for that one, a specific one, if I look in the right category. Because the acting and the character interactions and all the dialogue is actually really well done, even if the story itself is pretty bog standard. Yeah. Uh, good characters. We have one. I feel like good characters would fit this one really well. I thought at the time, though, it was quite unique because not too many movies were like uh, all these people were put into a bad position because of a a corporation being a corporation. Like, I still think that was kind of unique at the time. I mean, we've established this in the past, but we're looking at these with a modern context as opposed to. I would also even argue then, like the corporation aspect is there, but even that uh, is relatively downplayed especially compared to later ones like the whaling yutani stuff is really only elaborated more on is more in two yeah the, the whaling yutani stuff is used to explain why shit went south but yeah no it's not the focus i don't even know do they 
even mention Whalen Utani. No, I think they mentioned the company, and that's it. Yeah, because I don't even think that it's mentioned as Whalen Utani in this one. But yeah, oh, did I, they I get their feel... bonuses? I'd been... I probably okay. not. So no, that was <laughs> written off completely because a everyone on that ship died except for Ripley, and b Ripley wasn't found until fifty-seven years later. Oh, that's so, a lot of bonus issues, so, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, some fucking back pay, really owed. Um, the action's really good. Uh, I like the rather minimal. Like, I was just surprised how much of the alien you saw. Um, but it is still, they don't show it that much. Up until for, the very end, and that's when it's dying. Yeah, and that that also the situation you kind of can't avoid that. Yeah, because the, the times they do show it, you can tell that it's, you can tell this is like, you know, the 70s. It's, it's uh, a puppet. Yeah, just the, it's very stiff, very weirdly moving. It, it is a dude in a suit. Um, uh, that explains the mouth and the mouth. Which actually, God, uh, which also, also, that kind of reminds me of like the minimal. Uh, another horror movie we technically do have on this list. Uh, I kind of forgot about. Also thinking of runtime, uh, Jaws. Um, I I like this movie a lot more than Jaws, but that's just that also thinking of a, Jaws. I will fucking yeah. Oh. Um, God, because that was another movie that uh was two hours and forty minutes. That that one really that didn't one need to be that no long. Right, being that fucking long. Um, but yeah, God damn it, and, like, I got nothing to do with my day. But damn, two hours forty minutes is too fucking long. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Either way, though. Uh, or it's also really good, as we've kind of mentioned before. Yeah, no, uh, the practical effects are really solid. Yeah. The, the scene and with John Hurt straight yes. up fucking blowing up is so well done. Yes. It's John Hurt in his pre-Shame Boy years. It's John <laughs> Hurt. Also, I hate that whenever I imagine, whenever I think of John Hurt, that is how I picture him in my head. As, is, as an FMV? Yes, as an FMV. That specific look he was sporting. It, it's actually not that far off. In this movie, but look, it's just weird seeing a young John Hurt. It's like watching Streets of Fire and seeing a young Willem Dafoe. It just feels wrong. Oh, to be fair, a young John Hurt also looks like he's fifty. Also, sounds like he's fifty too. Yeah, he has a His very voice doesn't voice. change. Uh, yeah, now that I'm thinking about, it, I think the youngest he's ever looked in a movie that I've seen is The Elephant Man, which is saying something. Uh, well, that's because he was fucking neck deep in prosthetics. This is also true. Anyway, uh, yays and nays. Uh, I mean, obviously, we mentioned nays. Uh, sluggish. Uh, so I'll put the snail there. Um, I don't think the length necessarily is the problem. Um, that being said, I really can't think of a whole lot else. No, I think that's good. Yeah. It's, it's just a really good movie. Uh, so uh, that is Alien. Uh, we it. it it in fact goes right next to its sequel. Both really good movies. Anyway, uh, regardless. So before we get you know, autistic self anything you want to plug with. All right, Torpo. Torpotypist, that Torpotypist on Twitter. And I'd really like to plug the hole in John Hurt. It looks very painful. <laughs> I, I like I like how you just kind of sort of turn like this when you do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Total, totally enunciating throughout the show, but when it comes to yourself, then you're, uh, well, I guess I got a little I, thing. If you want, I could say it clearly <laughs> like I do every other time. <laughs> I would like to plug my SoundCloud. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next... <laughs> uh, so next time... Um, this is a little weird because now that we're doing it bi-weekly and we did it by started the bi-weekly thing like really weird because technically we're now going into what is the third year of this. Um, which means it's perfect time for a month entirely dedicated to stuff that or media deltas that we owe because of yeah. uh, various different. Uh, well, actually, no, I think both of the, both of these this time are are. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're from the Relief Drive. This wasn't like a follower goal. Can't wait um, to learn a sweet magic trick. So yeah, uh, next movie that we're taking a look at is, I think the 19, I think it's 74, 1977, Ralph Bakshi animated film uh, that is Wizards. Wizard. Uh, which is certainly a film, and I get to talk about Ralph Bakshi, which is great. My favorite um, wizard is Rincewind. Rincewind is not in this movie. <laughs> My favorite wizard is none of them because wizards can't be trusted. No, they can't. Also, man, I'm I'm just looking at the the I'm looking at the poster for Wizards, and I forgot that the tagline for this movie is an epic fantasy of peace and magic, which is very telling of what this movie was made. Look, I'm just looking forward to how long we're going to talk about the ending. But yeah, there. there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that happen in between the ending, but the ending's great. And if anyone spoils it, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I have never seen or heard of this film, so oh, good. good. Are, are, are we going to watch this together, or? Uh, I feel like we have to. Okay. Either right. way. Yes, that is the next thing we're watching. Uh, so, yes. Wizards. Wizards asking the important questions. Please, please, we like to laugh. All right. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. Me. Right. If you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for Media Delta, you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. If you'd like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Puzzle or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.